Welcome to the Lead in Davis Put a Lid on It podcast. Get Put a lid on it. You get the lid part, the L-I-D, mm-hmm. like lid. Lead in Davis. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, I just saw I just saw some confusion. And like, why? Oh, I totally Why are we it. starting with putting a lid on it? Put a like lid on it. You should take the lid off at some level it. when you're doing a podcast. Okay. Um, to begin, and I, I want to welcome uh, uh, welcome my, my guests, uh, Mercy Ross Mango. Hello. Diana Johansson. Call, call her Joe a Joe. lot, right? Most people call, call her Joe. Joe. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that might slip out. People go, is there a fourth person here? Because I'm going to keep calling you Joe. Um, No. Okay. And then Alisa, although some would say it's spelled like Alyssa, but it's Alisa. Yep. You're absolutely Clark. right. Yes. Hello. Yeah. So thank you. Welcome. Um, to begin, we are going to participate in the Lead and Davis questionnaire, and it is scientifically designed and orchestrated to peer deep into your souls. Are you ready to participate? I left my soul at home. I'm just know. kidding. Okay, well, okay, I got it. I'm we're going to look into your empty shell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so to begin with, uh, and we'll, we'll start with you, Joe slash okay. Diana. Yeah. Um, and, and you two will each be asked the same question, so you'll have a little advantage this time. If you had to choose one song that would play every time you walked into a room for the rest of your life, what would it be? Kind of like my walk-up song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, darn it. We're playing this music game um, with a couple teachers at my school, so I got lots of music on my brain. Probably, um, I don't know. Well, it's really important. Marvin Gaye's like da 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 da. I can't remember the name of it, but um, it's episode one. Is it what's going on? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't I know, know that either. Marvin. I know Marvin when I'm hearing him. Maybe it wasn't Marvin. Okay, okay, we'll go. Celebrate. Celebrate. By Cool and the Gang. Okay, that's nice. That one's better. Thanks. We've brought this podcast speed to a screeching halt. Because so of that. Cool. Okay, snappy answers. Elisa. Um, first thing comes to mind, T-Swift, my girl Taylor, and then um, something snappy like, welcome to New York, even oh. though I'm not New York. But, but, but when you come in, it's like, you are New York. Well, I would really like, like to, yeah. to New York. Mercy. Yeah, to come to mind either, welcome to the jungle <laughs> Not like that. Yeah. That little Guns N' Roses or Don't Stop Believing. Oh, that's quality journey. journey. Okay. Yeah. Mercy, your favorite Christmas or birthday gift as a child? Wow. Probably my 10 speed. Nice. Yeah. Do you want to know why? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I so, should have asked, but. Yeah. So everybody in the neighborhood had beach cruisers. And I didn't really want to be like everyone else. And I really, really wanted a 10-speed. The problem is they got me, there's two different types of 10-speeds. There's a girl style and a boy style. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I got the boy style. And I ran. Bar across the top. Yep. And that's not helpful when you run into a parked car. No. Yeah, so. But it really was my favorite. It was, I was a little bit different. And well, you still remember it. Yeah. I do, yeah. It's great. Diana? Uh, a five backpack from... Mm. The little American, mouse, American, American Tale. Um, what's funny about it is my mother is so nostalgic. I think she got it for me when I was, um, well, I know she got it for me. I think I was like 12. <laughs> so okay. it's kind of funny because yeah. I'm like, why did I get a five-volt backpack? But it's funny. I still have it. Cute. Well, good. That's I know. I'm a cute little mama. I thought you were, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, uh, I just can't remember when American Tale came out. Was no, that's it? what I'm saying. I was like a teenager. Like yeah. why my mother bought that. I don't know. Okay. But it was cute. Alisa, let's go. Um, definitely most memorable American Girl doll. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kirsten, the pioneer. Mm, American girl. Quality. That's quality. Okay. Uh, Elisa, if you could have dinner with anyone from any time in history who is not a relative or a religious figure, who would it be? Whoa. I love reading. I've always loved reading. And um, I would really like to meet Louise May Alcott. Yeah, one of the first books I read, uh, novels I read, classic literature was Little Women. And oh, yeah. I think it'd be fun to pick her brain. She was she was a pioneer in her own right, too. She uh, was advanced for... And she's a sassy one, too. Yeah, right? I'd like to get like, to know her. Like the classic Victorian, yeah. I don't have much to say. She would be... Yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> she just went yeah. for it. Yeah, I'd love, to, I'd love to get to know her and learn oh, yeah. from her. Mercy, same question. Um, if I could sit down and have a conversation with anyone, I wouldn't mind sitting down and talking with Dr. Laura. Dr. Laura Schlesinger. Yeah. Oh, I man. used to listen to her a I long time ago. Well, let me tell you a quick story one time. Yeah. Like, we used to listen to her on my construction truck. You're either listening to, back in the day, like either country music Oldies Rock, Rush Limbaugh, or Dr. Laura. When you pulled up to a site, they're listening to it. And one time my younger brother called and, and talked about a problem he had. He actually got through. Really? And he tried maybe 20 times and finally got through. And he said, uh, I'm in love with a talk show host and I can't get through my day till she says, now go take on the day. And that was her. And she just kind of hung up on him and laughed. Oh, I mean, she, she laughed, but like, haha, we don't have time for that right, nonsense. Right. Okay, there's people that need my And that's own. the thing about her, right? Okay. She's no nonsense. Yeah. Tells you how it is. Not that I necessarily agree with everything she said, but. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So. Um, I would love to talk with Snoop Dogg. Mm. <laughs> Why? I just talk with him, right? Talk. None of the other stuff, but I just, <laughs> I just think he's You're so. You're having dinner. So. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, we're just going to chill. And I just like his vibe and just. Did you see him at Super Bowl with his dance moves? I'm like, he's just chill for reasons. Yeah, but I, mean, I think it would be cool to chat with him. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, Joe, we're going to, speaking of having dinner with somebody famous. Yes. Hamburgers or pizza? Oh, we got to go for pizza. Pizza? Yeah. Okay. Elisa? Pizza. 100% pizza, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Really? For sure. I, I actually ate a hamburger for breakfast today. Really? So was it good? I'm just kidding. Did it have but, an egg on it? But it makes sense, right? Okay. Uh, Joe. Yeah. What advice would you give your 16-year-old self? Oh, dang. See how you just went from pizza to something? Really, I did, yeah. and I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, I would tell her to don't mess up your... 25 year old self <laughs> like do your homework i could have been valedictorian i'm sure not really but you know i think you could maybe but you know like do your work but i was super social but it's okay i would just tell her you're beautiful you're beautiful you're gonna be okay awesome mercy same question so um brad paisley has a song that's um he kind of talks about going back and if he could tell himself. And I love that song. Um, so this is a good question for me. I think I would, honestly, I would tell myself to have more fun. I was a pretty strict rule follower. I didn't really like go outside of the box very much. Pretty like insecure, um, not a ton of self-esteem. And I wish I would have just put myself out there more and had a little bit, had a little bit more fun. Maybe break a few rules. I wouldn't want to talk about that, Lisa. <laughs> I would tell, I would tell a 16-year-old Elisa, don't worry so much. 
don't worry. It's all, it's all going to work out. Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay, Elisa, next question for you. If you weren't an educator, what would you be? I love that question. Um, I, I would, I would probably be a writer. I would, I'd love to write, um, maybe research too. So either fiction or nonfiction, I don't even know. Um, I like stories too. So I would, I would like to be a writer. Well, you could still be that and be an educator. Why aren't you being a writer? Right. <laughs> okay. All right. Joe, I won't harass you anymore. At least about that. Um, I would be a game show host. Oh my gosh. You really perfect. Would. All in favor. Say aye. 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 Yeah, you would be a game show host. Really would. That's what I want to be. Seems like you can still do that and be an educator. I, I'm a podcast I'm host. <laughs> I host the Family Feud when we play Ooh, at work. Fun. Oh, yeah, that's so good. fun. Yeah. Mercy? I would be a child psychologist. I really wanted mm. to do psychology. And the funny thing is I was afraid of all of the work that it was going to take to get through that. Oh, man. Little did I know. So, <laughs> I yeah, I, that's 100% what You are a child psychologist, though. You okay. Are. Mercy, this is for you. Your house is on fire. Everyone is safe, and you have the opportunity to save one item. What would it be? Uh, that will, that's going to be a little tricky. Try to not. I think I would really, I would probably grab my dad's Rolling Stone mm. jacket. He loved the stones, and it. Irreplaceable. Mm -hmm. You can't replace that. No. Yeah. Huh. Awesome. Joe? Just one. Yep, only one thing. Let's assume that our, our cell phone's in our pocket. Okay. Well, no, it's not even cell phone. Like, um, I can grab one thing, but it has stuff on it. Is that okay? Okay, sure. Okay. So I have a tiered um, shelving unit, and it's kind of like my my uh, memory shelf. And I've got my lantern from when my mom passed, and then I've got my dog's ashes and their little paw prints and all that good stuff. So I would grab all that. You grab the shelf. Can you carry the shelf? Is this something? Oh yeah, you yeah, yeah. Okay. Easy peasy. And oh. that's what I would take. Then we will accept that as. Well. Thank you. Acceptable <laughs> answer. Okay. Ding ding ding. Lisa. Well. This, this question is easier than it used to be because everything's in the cloud. Yeah. So I would grab a minky. <laughs> grab my favorite <laughs> nice. snuggly minky. Because I'm standing out in the yeah. wintertime watching yeah. my house burn to yeah, the ground. I'm grabbing a minky. Okay. That's, that's awesome. That's incredible. Okay. <laughs> Old family pictures can burn. How <laughs> many? Really I know. No, they're all in the cloud. Okay. Yeah. That's, we're just, that's how we are. Okay. Uh, Joe. Yes. If you could travel back in time to one day in your life, would you go back to relive a great day or to fix a bad day? Oh, I would go back to live a great day because I think the things that were upsetting or hard have really shaped me and made me who I am to where I've learned from my mistakes. So I just want to go back and live when I was elected student body president, and I beat the captain of the football team. And what do you rubbed it in a little bit more? Um, I did at our twenty year reunion. It's okay. that's like a movie. A little bit in your face. I love that. Yeah, he okay. was mean to me growing up too. But at the twenty year, he was probably like bald. He was. Yeah. And that was funny because not that there's anything wrong with being bald. There's nothing wrong with but it. In high school, it's a bummer when you're bald. Yeah, but I was Perfect. nice to him. Okay. Of course, sure. Of course, uh, Elisa. Uh, I would like to fix one day 
and, and not because it was so, so horrible, but I was, I had the swine flu on my wedding day and I would just like to just go back and redo it without <laughs> oh, being no. sick and just have a nice day that day instead yeah. of such a miserable day marrying the sweetest boy ever, but. With the swine flu. Yeah. That's, that's not fun. That's amazing. Although there's a book in that. <laughs> Mercy. I would relive a great day for sure. Do you kind of have the day in mind? You don't have to share it. Do you, do you have um, an idea? I think I have a couple. A couple. Awesome. Okay. And now the, these last two questions we're going to, we're going to get at really why, why we're here and why we do lead in Davis. So question number nine, mercy, what would you change about public education? Just one thing, one thing. I would change, well, it's kind of a loaded question because it's not just a, there's not, I don't think there's really a simple answer to no. that. I think I would change from early on in a child's like education is teaching them resiliency. I think that building back in some of those um, like, and I know we've been talking about the professional skills and the habits of success and those kinds of things, but starting and teaching those much, much earlier, yep. um, because that's going to be benefit them all the way through. I think resiliency. Yeah, I like it. Great, Joe. Um, technology is great, but I feel that cell phones are very distracting and that they create a barrier between students and teachers, administrators. They always have their earbud in. I just I just would like them to just be, like it's okay to be bored. It's okay to have a conversation. Um, something to that effect. And you know, that's a good point. I think, remember back in the day they taught us how to be employees, yeah. right? You had like, um, where they taught you how to, to work and work ethic and when you go to get a job having like a technology ethical, like ethics class, like yeah. when is it appropriate, when isn't? I, we're, we're just not taught that. Well, it drives me nuts because I see if you go to a restaurant or anything, they have their cell phones out. I'm like, people, you're taking care of people. Like you gotta be focused. Like you, you're you at know. your job. Well, I think those two, and again, we're going off task because we're not just making quick snappy answers, but I will say that I think there's a connection between a student building resilience and something you Correct. said, Joe, about it's okay to be bored. Mm -hmm. It's okay to, like relax your mind because it's we're feverishly trying to see the next thing and the next bit of entertainment, uh, maybe. So Correct. anyway, okay, Alisa. There's so many things running through my mind. Um, well, the first thing I thought of we're already doing, which is the science of reading, mm -hmm. and really learning how to. We're as educators learning how to teach little ones how to read, and that's so exciting to me. And it's so it's so exciting that as a state we're there and and we're and we're digging into that so that we can build that in when they're little, all the phonological awareness and phonics and pack that in and and, and with sound walls and there's just so much exciting stuff going on right now. So I feel like we're that it, that focuses. It's not changing really, but it's 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 it is. Yeah, it's exciting. Really, with letters, right? Yeah. yeah. We need to pay people $1 million to do letters, but yeah. they need to do letters. I just incredible. heard about that yesterday. Yeah. Curriculum. Interesting. It's yeah. great that we have, we finally have crunched the science to it's the, so the key exciting. elements. Right? Okay. Last question in this portion. Uh, and then we got to, we have to talk about a couple other things and our time is running short. Uh, and, and this is, uh, again, think, think about what we're trying to do with lead and Davis with this question. Um, Alisa, what would you change about yourself? I have thought a lot about this with introspection. So I've been thinking, I mean, introspection is a, is a 
is a uh, is something that helps us reflect on our own learning and reflect on our own progress as leaders and as as educators as just humans, and um, and I think it's not so much change as in what am I focusing on right now? What am I focusing on in this moment to work on? Looking at myself introspectively and then working on that for a little bit, reflecting on my progress and maybe choosing something else. So um, for me personally, right now. I've been working on um, feedback and how to receive and give feedback in helpful ways. So it's uh, it's a little bit of changing something about myself, um, but it's it's building a skill. Awesome, Joe. Um, what I am working on that I've rec- recognized this year is um, the power of the pause to just slow down and to listen and to talk and it's okay. You don't have to have an answer right now. Um, I had a student that was mad and I just didn't go in my office cause I was like, I'm just gonna give you a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, cause it would just be fire. And I was like, mm-hmm. and then I go in, she was still angry. I'm like, I'll be out here when you're ready. And we tend to want to run in there and fix we it do. right now, right? And just like, I was ready to come at this kid and I just said, no, I know you get upset. I know you you tend to shut down, so it's going to be quick. And he said, thank you for knowing me. You're welcome. Yeah. But inside I was like, <laughs> ready to come at him like, what are you doing out in the car during six period? Yeah. He had issues. So, awesome. Mercy. Yeah. I think the one thing is kind of going along with vision is I find myself, I get kind of caught up in like the right here, right now, the things that I think needs to be done immediately. And I think about like the future and like where I want to go, where I want to be. But sometimes, like I need to sometimes realize that the things that I think are so important right this second really aren't. And I need to focus on a little bit where I'm going so that all of these things right now are going to be guided in the right direction. So, I, I mean, I could be wasting my time fixing everything right now if it's not really going to lead to that vision at the end. Yeah. Awesome. Getting caught up in, in the, the small things mm-hmm. instead of the important things. Yep. Right. Okay. So uh, well, I want to ask you guys a couple questions, um, uh, uh, you know, to respond to some things you, you mentioned in our survey. And one of the things that, uh, Elisa, you said, you, you talked about an attribute expert that you really liked and you, you mentioned Jim Quigley and, um, his, his art of storytelling. That's something that um, has, is a big part of the Deloitte training, the Courageous Principles training, um, the, the art of storytelling. Talk about that a little bit. Well, I think that <clears throat> storytelling is a great way to teach and it's a great way to learn even from, from littles all the way to adults. And a uh, story could be a way to a story could be a way to um, approach a subject that is more difficult, I mean, especially if you put humor into it. Um, but then... Um, as you tell the story and, and not in like a passive aggressive way, right? Like very even direct. Um, but with a story, you can, there's all kinds of things, there's characters and there's, um, there's things that you can relate to on so many different levels, no matter where you are. So it could be one story, um, that the teller is telling for a specific purpose, but people in the room are going to relate it, relate to it in different ways because of different reasons. Awesome. Mercy, uh, talk to us about Wanda Lambert. That's hard. So I grew up with, my dad was a diesel mechanic, mom stayed home, oldest of six kids, and um, I was 
I was that kid who was kind of friends with everyone, for sure was not part of the, the popular crowd. And I feel that that has helped me, like, especially when I taught junior high, right? Telling these kids, being part of that popular group, like, that's not, they're just a really small portion of everybody else that's out there. There are so many people to be friends with. And that was good. Um, and I grew up in a neighborhood that was pretty low socioeconomics, but I went to a high school that was pretty high. Do you know what I mean? So um, I literally lived below the tracks. And there was something she, I was a cheerleader, and um, I was the girl that when I made cheerleader in ninth grade um, you had to go in front of the whole school and they voted Um, and really every year there was always kind of a surprise right and for sure that year I was the surprise where you know it just gets quiet like what did they just say and so I kind of went in with a chip on my shoulder a little bit a little bit guarded Uh, and there was something I don't know about me that she saw that she just kind of took me under her wing. It was, I, it's, it's something that you really can't describe, right? Just somebody who made me feel like I belong here. Um, and so, you know, even growing up through like nine through 12, I was a cheerleader all four years, but that senior year, we got really close. I was in a different position. Um, it's called commissioner of pep. And that's been the joke at school. The commissioner they made me for my birthday. A couple of weeks ago, the boys made a T-shirt that said the commission on it. It's funny. Yes. Um, but I got to work a lot, like, super um, close with her. We'd go out to dinner, like, down to the beach. It was just an adult that I could talk to. It was a, kind of tumultuous in my home growing up. And so just someone who listened, someone who was like, you can go to, like, you can go to college. You can do all of these things. You know what I mean? And to sit there and be like, are you, like, are you sure? And so, and when I graduated with my undergraduate um she drove um, up to where we were living at the time. I was already married and had kids and like brought me this LL Bean bag with my initials on it. Like, it was like, it was silly, but it was, it meant so much. Like That's just awesome. to have that one person who believes in you, right? Mm-hmm. You mattered to her. Yeah. And she didn't have her own kids and she never married. So it was, I don't know. But she did have her own kids, didn't yep. she? Yeah, she did. Yep. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Joe, and this, this is kind of our final question. Okay. Um, one of the things you, you talked about, you talked about uh, Brad Mortensen, Dr. Brad Mortensen, mm-hmm. and you talked about a couple things, but one of the things was uh, don't let your limitations limit you. Um, talk to us about that. Uh, I think I am a self-reflector, and I think sometimes I, I look at myself and I'm like, oh, that's, this is a limit. Or... Like, I can't do that, but I can. And it's just believing in yourself enough to be brave and and do it. And um, if there are some things that you need help with, it's okay to ask somebody. If you go, gosh, I'm really not strong with this. Hey, Elisa, do you think you could help me develop this? And so just get rid of those limitations. Be the designer, not the design. Awesome. And my, I, we had quotes above our doors when I was a teacher and I, I was an English teacher, so I could have had a million famous author quotes and I had a whole stack of them, but I chose this one by Richard Bach. I mean, no, he wrote Jonathan Livingston Siegel. I mean, this quote isn't even from that book, but it, it said, argue for your limitations and sure enough, they're yours. Yep. And we're, I tell my kids, do not tell me you can't do it. You, know, yeah. you will win that argument every single time. Yep. 
Yeah. So um, our final question, I'm going to ask you to answer this in, in a sentence or less. So this is similar to question nine, but with a difference. What in one sentence, Mercy, what are you going to change in education starting tomorrow? Making sure that students know they can do hard things. Joe? Um, being an example to teachers that we are teaching students, not curriculum. Awesome. Elisa, final word. Really listen. Listen to the listen to students, listen to parents, listen to teachers. Listen. Really listen. Thank you. Awesome. It has been great spending some time with amazing, amazing answers from amazing people. Thank you. Our, our producers were just uh, like dancing in the booth. So entertaining them. They're either bored or you guys are amazing. Or something. <laughs> um, so thank you for joining us on the Put a Lid on a Broadcast. I want to thank my guests, Elisa Clark, Diana Johansson, and Mercy Ross Mangle. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks for having us.